God desires that we as parents would be humble and humble ourselves in the presence of God in dedicating our lives completely to God because the days are short. You never know when you're going to die and you're going to be with the Lord. And that's why we must do as much as we can while we are here on the earth. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It is good to have you with us for our continuing study of God's design for a healthy marriage and family. Today, Raul will zero in on your responsibility to lead by example as your kids and grandkids look to you for guidance in their faith. You'll see that by obeying the scriptures and nurturing your personal relationship with the Lord, you can build a strong spiritual heritage for your family's future generations. Here's Roll Reese in Joshua chapter 24, beginning in verse 14, with the lesson, Family Priorities. There are many of you that are married here. Some of you have been divorced and I've shared over the past couple of weeks concerning marriage and relationship between husband and wife and children. And I am concerned for the next generation. I am concerned that we as parents and grandparents and great-grandparents have a great responsibility not only to our children, but to our children's children and their children to come. Because I believe that there has to be family and family has to have priorities. Priorities have to be in the family. And we know for sure that God has established the chain of command where God is first and the father, the mother, the children, and then of course the grandchildren. And the father is a spiritual leader of his home. Even as a grandfather is a spiritual leader of his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren. What they're going to be like in the future to come. So it's not just having children, but after their children come, teaching and leading and guiding, but most important, leading by example in everything that we say and do in the kingdom of God. They got to see it. Words are cheap if they're not followed up by actions. You see? Actions are very important. And it's very important that we understand that God has called you, God has called me to lead as leaders in this country. But most important to be leaders in our homes. Before anything else, we have to be leaders in our homes. And that's what Joshua does here. As Moses now becomes old, he's 120 years old, and he is getting ready to go to be with the Lord. He's going to die. He's the only man in history, biblically speaking, that God buries him and gives him a private funeral. Nobody knows where Moses is buried. God buried him. And then the Bible says that as Moses died, God appointed through Moses, Joshua, to be the next leader. And the next leader was not only coming out of Egypt and through the wilderness area, but now God had told him to go ahead and take the land that was promised to them. Of course, not all the land was taken. 
But partially, part of the land was taken by the people of God. Joshua sets up priorities in his life before he can become the commander of the Lord and lead the people of God. He learns how to lead his own children and his own home. And then the rest comes very easily. As he practices what he preaches in his own home, he becomes a great commander in the kingdom of God and people listen to those that are not two-faced. Those that really mean what they say. And that's Joshua. When you look at his great life. And to me it was a great concern. Because as I read the book of Joshua. And as Joshua. Makes a great impression. On the people of God. Now he comes to old age. And he's now getting ready. Like Moses to die. And to depart. And to go to be with the Lord. But he is concerned like Joshua. And like Moses. He's concerned, and like I am concerned, who is going to lead the church in the future? Who's going to lead? I'm very concerned, who's going to lead your home? If there's no godliness in your home. I think it's a very important question that I ask you today. You don't have to answer me, but you answer for yourself. What kind of a heritage do you have Within your own family. What are you going to leave? What kind of a legacy are you going to leave behind. For your family and for your children. In the future to come. Or maybe you have no legacy. We have to have a legacy. According to the scripture. Every parent. Has to have a legacy. To give and to leave for his children. And his children's children. Unto the other children's children. From generation to generation to generation to generation, it should never stop. And the only way that it stops is through ungodliness. An ungodly generation. An ungodly generation. And God really spoke to my heart as I was reading and coming to the end of the book of Joshua. I recognized, you know, for years I've read through the whole Bible. And I recognized that right after Joshua comes the book of Judges. And what's the book of Judges? The book of Judges is the great apostasy of Israel. Where God has spoken to his people. God from generation to generation to generation to generation had given to them the word of God. And the people, their parents, had stood before great leader Joshua. And this is where we come this morning to. Why don't you turn with me and we'll read it together. Joshua 24 beginning with verse 14 through verse 28. This is not Joshua an old man. Making his last sermon and giving to the people a choice to make. Everybody has to make choices in life. This is the most important choice you and I have to make today. Before we leave here today. Verse 14. And now therefore fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river in Egypt. And serve the Lord. You see he's reminding them. Already historically. What Moses already had saw. What he had seen already. And he's kind of reminding them what happened at the time of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. 
And then Moses came along. And how going back in history, yes, the people of God had given themselves to worship other gods. Like Baal and Ashtoreth and all Molech and all the other gods of the land. God of Mammon. And Moses here and Joshua have the same concept of mind as they're making a proclamation. And they're actually telling the people this is exactly what happened in the past. And we're heading towards the future. And it does look very dim if we don't make some good choices here. Verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. So God is not forcing himself or the issue upon anybody. Everybody has a will. Everybody has to make a choice. Something always controls us. Whatever you give yourself to most time and most money, that's your God. No doubt in my mind, that's your God. So we have to be careful with idols. In our lives. We have to be careful with other gods. That can creep into our lives. And can destroy our lives. And destroy our families. And destroy our children. Look what else he says. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Then choose for yourselves. This day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served. They were on the other side of the river. Or the gods of the Amorites. In whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, I want you to underline that. We will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. You see, he made a choice. He made a choice for he, his wife, and his children, and his grandchildren, and his great-grandchildren. We will serve the Lord. And of course, when people hear a leader speak, many times we're moved by emotion, by feeling, And I think that we have to really be thinkers and we have to really think before we choose. Do we really want to count the cost in choosing to serve the Lord? Because there are some requirements in serving the Lord. But when the people heard the words of the leader, this is their response in verse 16. So the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should ever forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Hey, good words. It sounds very spiritual, very sincere. But we'll see in the future to come if they really mean what they say. For the Lord our God... Is he who brought us out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went and among all the people through whom we passed. So they even remember God's leading, God's guidance, God's protection, and God leading them all the way through those tough days in the times of Egypt and to the wilderness. They know the power of God. Notice that. They have the knowledge of God. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For Bible-based resources to direct your daily life, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You can also join Rawl for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. West Coast time. Now let's get back to more of today's teaching.
And then again in verse 18, And then the Lord drove out from before us all the people, including the Amorites that dwelt in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. Notice their proclamation. For He is our God. Verse 19, But Joshua said to the people, Look, you cannot serve the Lord, for He is a holy God. Now, do you know what you're getting yourself into? We're not talking about idols of wood and gold and silver. We're talking about a God that is omnipresent, a God that is to be worshipped in spirit and in truth, a God that hates sin, a God that requires your body, your mind, your soul, and all of your spirit. I mean, He wants to make sure they make no mistake in their decision in choosing the Lord their God. He is a holy God. Check this out. Not only a holy God, remember, He is also a jealous God. And then... He will also, He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. He's not saying that He will not, but He's going to tell you why He will not. And that is because of the rebellion. Verse 20, He tells you. If you forsake the Lord your God and serve foreign gods, then He will turn and do you harm and will consume you after He has done you good. Notice that. God's not going to play games. God is a sovereign God. He's a loving God, a graceful, compassionate, merciful God. But God also is a God of judgment. If there's unrighteousness. Verse 21. And the people again said to Joshua, Oh, no, no, no. But we will serve the Lord. And so Joshua said to the people, You are now witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves. Notice what he tells them. Whenever you make a covenant with God in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it says don't make a covenant with God unless you're going to keep it. Be a man and a woman of your word with God and with men. We have to be careful the way we worship God. And the way we do things for God. Because now God says to them, you are yourselves are witnesses of what you have said. And I'm going to hold you responsible to your words. Then he said this, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve Him. And they said, yes, we are witnesses. And now therefore he said, put away the foreign gods which are among you. So again it reminds them, and incline your heart to the Lord God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve in His voice, we will obey. And so Joshua made a covenant with the people that day. And he made for them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. Now, with Noah he made the covenant of what? The rainbow. That it would never rain again. The earth would never be flooded by water again. With Abraham he made the covenant of what? Of circumcision. With Moses, he makes the covenant with the Word of God. The Ten Commandments. You see? And now here Joshua is reminding them of the covenant that they're making with God. And what they're going to do for God. 
We're going to obey him. We're going to love him. We're going to serve him. So then Joshua wrote down, verse 26, these words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and he set it up there under the oak tree that was under the sanctuary of the Lord to remind them of their covenant. And Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness to us, for it has heard. Who has heard? God has heard, but the stone also has recorded your words. You see? For it has heard all the words of the Lord, which He spoke to us. It shall therefore be a witness to you, lest you deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart, each one to his own inheritance. So here we now have, as Joshua has made his proclamation, he set the way before them. And now these are the last recorded words of Joshua in his ministry, found here to the beloved people of God before something takes place. So we see that there's a turning of the guard now. It's a changing of the guard. Joshua is going to die. But Joshua is a spiritual leader. He can perceive, he can see far beyond what they can see. What do you mean? Well, all you have to do is turn the last page of the book of Joshua and go into the book of Judges, into chapter 2, verse 10. And what do we have? When that generation died, what generation? Chapter 24 of Joshua. When they died, what happened? Listen to the words. What he says to us in verse 10. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. That generation stopped because of ungodliness, unholiness, and they lost the fear of God in their lives. I believe that as that generation was the apostate generation. I believe that we not only have a great responsibility, but I believe all of the children that are being born today, all these babies that are being born in this generation, very easily could be the last generation, which will be what? The Antichrist generation. And what is the Antichrist generation? The last seven years of world history will be years of apostasy, just like the book of Judges. That's why we have to brainwash our children about the things of God. We're not living in a time where we're saying, well, nothing's going to go on. Yes, it's going to happen. God has told us already. Many of us within the next 10, 20 years will be dead. We'll be gone to be with the Lord. And then that generation will have to continue. But will it continue? It all depends on you. The way you're training your children, the way you're training your family, you taking the leadership of your home and being the spiritual leader to your children and to your wife and to your home will give you the success in the next generation. That's what the Bible teaches. I want to ask you a couple of questions. You don't have to answer them, but think on these things. Number one question is this, what are your priorities with you and your family today? And your priorities in the home should be, first of all, God. Making sure that you are spiritually leading your wife, leading your children in the ways of God. But if you're a husband that is not spiritual and you're carnal, or maybe you don't even know the Lord, then you cannot do it. 
So then the wife has to take the place of the husband there to teach the children. But if both father and mother say they are Christians and they make a profession and a confession of Jesus Christ, then the father needs to be the spiritual head of his home to lead and to guide and to provide for that family. So priorities have to be set in the family. Secondly, how important is family life to you? How much time do you spend with your family? What is it worth to a man to gain the whole world, to go into a job and reach to the top and become vice president or president of a company and yet lose your children eternally? People are doing it everywhere. I mean, what is the worth of a house or a big income or anything else if our children are going to be lost? Priorities have to be established. And then when I look at mom and dad, I ask the question, do you really love your children? Because love is sacrificial. Love is not taking, but love is giving. Love is truly dying to yourself and to your desires. And then let me ask you this. What kind of an influence do you have as a father, as a mother, to your children and to this world? Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. You are the what? You are not only the salt of the earth, you are a light on a hill to be seen by everyone. The family is so important in society today. We are living like in the times of the judges where family was no longer important. That generation that was godly and I made all the promises and confessions and professions before God and their leaders died and their children and their children's children became apostates. They gave themselves to Baal and to the Ashtoreths and to the other gods. And they were lost. I believe that will happen in this generation. But it's very important that you understand that as we are establishing that foundation in that home. In the Psalms it says that unless the Lord build the house, the laborers labor in vain. God has to be in the center of your life. We know that life's hectic pace can cause your family's spiritual health to get lost in the daily scramble. And as you reflect on today's lesson, we encourage you to look for new ways to make faithfulness to Christ the center of your home life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Because of the limits of broadcast time, we weren't able to bring you everything Raul taught. But if you'd like to get a complete copy, just call us at 800-634-9165. And for a gift of $5 or more, we'll send you a full copy of the message, Family Priorities. We'd also like to tell you about Raul's 20-part marriage series on an MP3 flash drive. You'll learn more about establishing habits of holiness and obedience as you ground your marriage and family in Scripture. This study also features an interview with Raul and his wife Sharon, who've raised three God-honoring sons and are now investing in their grandkids' future. 
To order all's 20-part marriage series, including the bonus interview, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $30 or more. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We are blessed by your partnership. Your tax-deductible gifts enable us to keep sharing God's Word through these programs. Join us next time as we explore more biblical direction for your family. You'll get a challenge to establish God-honoring habits in your home as you faithfully steward the spiritual well-being of your children and spouse. Now with the final word, here's Rawl. We as parents have to protect our children. We have to spend time training our children. We have to spend time educating our children. We need time to what? To correct our children, to discipline our children, to love them, to provide for them. In every way, as a parent, my priority has to be my family, has to be my home. Is God is number one on the throne of my life. Like what David said in Psalm 127.3. He said, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. God loves children. And as parents, we need to take the leadership of our homes. So our children and children's children will follow a godly seed in the future to come. Otherwise, we won't have a legacy. Like in the time of the judges, it will stop. You see, actions speak louder than words. The people of God here said, hey, we will worship the Lord. We will teach our children. And what happened? The problem with the people of God is they fail to pass it on from generation to generation. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.